So basically, for us, I think sometimes without studying this, we don't realize how good it is. You know, we sing that song, oh, how good it is. What is good? We're on this side of the cross. Because look, look what they had to look forward to. In Leviticus 26, if you have time to, to look these up, God says, you sin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seven times punish you if you keep sinning. Deuteronomy 11:28, 28, he says, I'm going to curse you. Isaiah 59, 2, God says, I'm going to not, I'm going to separate myself from you. I'm not going to let you see my face. So what does the law do? It, it curses us, separates us from God, and it makes us face sin, uh, the punishment for sin, and, and it reminds us we're bound by sin. And all of that produces unending sacrifices. Do you know there's no chair or bench or anything else in the tabernacle or temple? Why? Because the work was never done. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they were constantly trimming and moving and stoking the fire and adding incense and killing some more animals and sprinkling the blood around. You just read one of those sacrificial days, and there are 30 or 40 steps they had to follow. It was unending sacrifices needed because of the constant awareness of our separation, curse, and punishment because we're bound by sin. That is the Old Testament. Now let's just make a little cross here. This is before the cross. In the old covenant, you're, you're going to face God's judgment and you're cursed and you're separated and there's endless sacrifices. But look what we have that we're celebrating this morning at communion. After the cross is the new covenant of grace. What is that? Well, I think it's beautifully stated by Jesus in John 8, 10, and 11. You know what Jesus said? He said, where are your, your accusers to the woman? that was being stoned. And she said, I don't know, Lord, they're not there. He says, I don't condemn you either. That is one of the most beautiful expressions of the grace that flows from justification, that Jesus became our sin, so he will never condemn us for our sins. And he became sin for us on the cross. He became a curse for us because he hung on a cross, Galatians 3 says, and he said nothing can separate us from his love. So Jesus liberated us from our sins like he did that woman uh, in John 8. He does not condemn us. He took the curse for us. He opens the way. You know what Hebrews 9 says? He's a new and living way. In chapter 10, he opened the way to God. And it says that we can come boldly, chapter 4 of Hebrews, to the throne of grace and mercy. Why? because Christ's sacrifice was sufficient for all. So what was the Old Testament all about? They were supposed to sit in their house with no fire, no food, going nowhere to think about how lost they were. And then after they sat a while, the dad would say, let's go to the tabernacle or the temple and let's go celebrate the fact that though we are such desperate sinners, we have an incredible God who's made a way to come before him. So, what was Saturday for? Remember the creator. What did Saturday become? Remember how sinful you are. What did Sunday become? Remember you have a savior and we're set free from that bondage. What's the real purpose of our gathering today? To remember what Jesus Christ did because we are sinners. He is our creator and he is holy. And we don't elevate our lives the way we should. And so we're painfully aware that we're sinners. And we should be joyfully aware that we have the Savior.